Welcome to Tailboard Talk, a fourth shift fitcast. The mission of Tailboard Talk and the fourth shift fitness is to educate and train fire service personnel to increase durability and decrease the potential for injuries and their associated costs. My name is Chris Morella, owner and founder of Fourth Shift Fitness. I'll use my experience as a personal trainer, strength coach, and 15-year veteran of the fire service to deliver tips, tricks, lessons, and information specifically geared towards the health and wellness of firefighters and paramedics. Each episode, you'll leave with immediate deliverables that will improve performance and resilience and keep you in the fight through your career and into retirement. Let's get into it. What's up, guys? Welcome to Tailboard Talk. This is Chris from Four Shift. I'm here with Kurt from LGM Performance. And uh, today we're talking about a very timely subject. It's one that I've written on before and I think about every year because every single year uh, I get I have the same conversations with people, usually around the island at the fire station because of the copious amounts of stuff that's dropped off there. And usually the conversation goes a little bit like this. Man, I gained a lot of weight this holiday season. It's just so tough. Um you know, you get to eat so much and it's just so different than what I usually do. And uh, I put on a good 10, 15 extra pounds around the holiday season to which I usually just fill up my coffee and walk away because we all know that's not true. It's convenient and that's a good excuse to make. But reality is that, uh, those, that month and a half span or those six to eight to nine actual meals you're eating over the holiday season probably isn't really what's to blame for that spare tire around your, your waist. So me and Kurt are going to talk about it today. We both have a little bit different um, takes on it, kind of in the same vein. But uh, Kurt, why don't you kick us off? When I talk about, when I texted you and said, "Let's talk about holiday eating," what kind of came to mind first? I think exactly kind of what you just said. There is everyone uh, thinks that they, the holidays are really going to derail them uh, nutrition-wise completely. And uh, I think those of us that have been around. Um, the science of it a little bit longer, just know that, uh, that's, that's just not a, a practical thing to end up happening. It's just not, not the way the science works of it. And so while you may feel, uh, like a tub of goo, uh, <laughs> it's not, it's not the extra plate of, uh, turkey and mashed potatoes that you had at Thanksgiving that, that did that to you, um, or, or is doing what you think that, uh, is it's doing. Yeah. And I mean, we've, we've broken it down before. If you have, um, uh, let's say Thanksgiving and Easter and Christmas and New Year's, and we'll even throw St. Patrick's Day in there just for fun. That's five days, and so five meals. And then let's say you have uh, family or like a Friendsgiving thing, you can do that too with Christmas. So let's multiply that by two just in case you do each of those twice. Uh, that's 10, right? So that's 10 meals mm-hmm. realistically. What does get problematic for people is the stuff in between meals, and I totally get that because. Like I said, some of our stations, um, you don't have to buy food for the day. There's a pie for every single person on the crew that you can pretty much eat all yourself, and that can be your meals for the day, and that's like that every single day. Just the community comes out a lot during the holidays where we work. Even if you did that, though, it's only 10 pies. Uh, That's not going to be enough to pack on that many extra pounds. You do have to pay attention, right? But uh, those 10 meals or those 10 days aren't the reason to blame. Kurt, you had a... I can't, I can't wait. Has that, has that happened? I haven't been at work in two shifts. Are there stuff there for us? Um, that's the rumor I've been at work, but I've been running too many calls to Hmm. 
That's my I sad trombone. I hope it's true. I hope it's true my when I go back. My sad trombone sound effect. I don't know which one is on the keypad here. <laughs> um, what's your analogy for uh, the holiday, kind of how it goes? My analogy, it's with any nutrition, is is um, I kind of look at, at blowing bubbles. So if you, you, know, you blow bubbles in the air, if you pop one, it doesn't pop all of them at the same time. And kind of look at that, you know, in terms of meals, it's like, you know, you have, you have one meal bubble that you pop, it doesn't burst to the rest of them. And, uh, mentally, if you just accept that you're really going to enjoy that meal and you don't, uh, be the person that's like, ah, I'm not going to eat, you know, a piece of pumpkin pie and apple pie, you know, it's just <laughs> emotionally, that's just, that's just too hard, you know? And so just enjoy it and understand that it's globally not going to have a big impact. That one meal is not going to have a big impact on the overall, you know, uh, energy balance that you're having and and so just do it and enjoy it and tell stories about it and (laughs) and then go back for it next year again and then move on with hopefully the uh pretty good routine that you've already established from your uh for yourself just just roll right back into it that rolling right back into it i think is an important point too because i think we both see a lot of um marketing ploys from gyms or from personal trainers or personalities it's like they tie the next workout or the workout before directly to the, to the meal, but not in like a fun way where we do it all gym. We're like, Oh, it's the 12 days of Christmas workout or it's the, mm-hmm. the Turkey workout or turkey whatever, trot, yeah. where it's, where it's a themed workout. But they basically say like, since you were such a slob yesterday, you need to come in here and pay us and work extra today. That's a huge thing. Uh, I feel on a huge shame game on social media is, you know, everyone's uh, infographic is, you know, use this workout to burn off, you know, spring break or use it to burn off whatever. And that's like, that's not, uh, you know, we even joke here about bikini season and stuff like that, but, uh, uh, probably not (laughs) the the best thing, uh, to coach people towards. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's huge on social media of that, that, uh, kind of shame back into nutrition plan, uh, spiel that they have going. Well, and it works too. And that, but that's one thing, um, we kind of learned early on is just, the falsities of social media, right? And um, even when you see people who look phenomenal and it appears that that's how they live their everyday life, uh, you know, you and I have both seen firsthand from people who have gone through competition preps and stuff, how much how much work actually goes into just that one little thumbnail on social media. Mm-hmm. And so for someone to expect like, yeah, I'm going to uh, eat with everyone else and have a good time and not be a, a weirdo that has to bring their own food to Thanksgiving right. and then I don't look like this person, how come they can do it every day and then uh, look like that? It's just so crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but unless you have exposure to uh, like a competition prep or even just being around athletes and knowing what kind of freak shows are out there that really can eat with reckless abandon and then right. look phenomenal, um, you might you might fall into that shame trap because it looks like people are pulling it off, but they're they're not. No, they're not pulling it off. You know, and that's the thing is like we glorify you know the pro athletes or. Uh, you know, whoever's in immaculate condition, but you don't understand the support system they have, the lack of uh, other things tugging them in different directions, you know, and it's the same on the rehab side too. You know, it's like you have a whole support staff of people whose job is to to keep you on the, on the train tracks going in the right direction uh, because you're a pro athlete and someone's got a lot of money invested in you. But as the average Joe, it's like you don't have personal chefs and physical therapists at your beckoning call and, and two-a-day workout times and stuff like that. So um, your margin for error is definitely 
different and and the support that you have is also uh it's it's a lot harder path to to blaze by yourself than you know having a group of people supporting you doing it oh yeah well and and two i think there's a kind of a misnomer too that athletes are exceptionally healthy because they look exceptionally healthy or they can perform at a high standard Mm -hmm. like i remember man this must have been when was jeremy shockey relevant 10, like 12 years ago, 2007 yeah. or eight, maybe, or before Somewhere that, there, yeah. probably before that, mm-hmm. like four or five. I still remember reading an article where he was like a party guy too, though, right? Yeah. Where he would go out and party, but then he'd be up, he would get back to his room at like two in the morning and then he'd like obsessively do push ups for like an hour mm-hmm. because of all the guilt and all like the, huh. the shame that he felt. And, uh, so he might've kept up a physique and been able to be Pretty good for a while. I mean, I don't remember the guy besides that article, really. He was, he was also football, so I don't yeah. <laughs> care. <laughs> He's um, an above-average player in the league. Yeah, but he had an extremely unhealthy obsession or a relationship with exercise and fitness mm-hmm. and and obviously with alcohol probably too and, probably. and partying. So. But if you looked at him on game day, you'd be like, holy crap, man, this guy is what I want to be like, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I remember that too of like, yeah, you may look at these people and think that they're killing it and they got it all figured out, but – the psychopaths up from two to three in the morning doing push-ups yeah they're just on tears you know not that it, and listen if anybody has problems like that i'm not trying to make fun yeah right. but but i'm saying that uh what you see on the outside is not always what's going on i that that example always stuck with me they're just you know they're one or two activity factors away from being you know a runaway train at that point you know that's it, I mean, which actually touches on kind of a good thing that just came to my mind is uh just in this too is that people people always have they think that they work out more than they do, and oh, they yeah. think that they eat better than they do. I and when you actually so look at what really qualifies activity factors, nobody is doing the amount that they think that they're doing, you know? Yeah. And so uh, I, I think that's always a big thing, too, in this industry is people people think that they're they're actually doing a lot of work, and they're not. Yeah. And they think that they're eating better than they are, and they're not. And then when you don't support yeah. it with sleep and you don't support it with stress management, it's like problems arise. <laughs> well, in keeping with the football theme, I mean, how many how many former ath- football athletes have you seen that retire or wash out in college and they went from a kick-ass looking lineman or, or whatever and then they're enormous? Yeah. I mean, destroyed within mm-hmm. a year because they've continued to eat the way they did when they were playing and now they're not Right. They're, they're doing a, an eighth of what they used to do, but eating the same way. I think it's it spins the inverse way on both. So like the with skill- hockey, like hockey and athletes go the opposite way, and they stay skinny. <laughs> yes, of saying. course. Yeah. <laughs> no, the skill athletes in football they they bulk up real fast, and then the linemen can't wait to get the weight off their body, so they shed weight real fast. That's <laughs> just, true because they're not trying to keep three twenty on anymore. You know? <laughs> <laughs> An unnatural amount of weight right. to be mobile. Right. Cool. This is a good holiday eating topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, though, let's just say that you're at a holiday festival. The other part of this is that the, people blame the gross number of calorie, calories they eat on, like, the issue, right? But if you look at what is usually being eaten, it's not that bad. Like, no. it's, uh, a typical, it's a typical terrible Thanksgiving meal. I'd say that. I, we were talking about this the other day is – would you eat Thanksgiving stuff like any other time of the year, really? Uh, well, like, 
so like would you sit down and, and be like, man, I can't wait for stuffing, stuffing and <laughs> green bean casserole. Like I can't. I've been waiting all year for this. Right. <laughs> cranberries out of a can, you know. <laughs> it's funny the cran. So the cranberries I can every time I see it, I think I would. Yeah. But given the opportunity, I would not. Mm. Like if I had it just in the cabinet. <laughs> At my disposal, I'd be like, oh, I'll save that for Thanksgiving. Yeah, they'll stay there. <laughs> um, parts of it, maybe, like, uh, but in different forms, right? So, like, the meat, whatever it is, the ham or turkey or roast beef or whatever, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, potatoes, sure. Like, yeah. green beans, yeah, probably not with French fried onions and mushroom soup in them right. all the time or whatever. <laughs> so, parts of it, yeah, but all together, probably not. No, yeah. Probably not. But that being said, yes, none of them in in themselves are inherently calorie laden or or super bad for you i would love if katie made uh sweet potatoes with cinnamon sugar and mushroom or uh, mushrooms and the marshmallows on them every time yeah. like that'd be fine <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. it's also not happening we get no. salt and pepper <laughs> and we smile so um but that being said if you recognize the individual parts of it and then you have a little bit of smarts about i think just common sense like oh yeah it's a sweet potato it's good for you it's got three inches of marshmallow on top of it, right? Uh, there are ways to load up several plates of holiday food, like quote-unquote holiday food, not be a disaster. Mm-hmm. Same rules that we tell people pretty much all the time, like mm-hmm. focus on protein mm-hmm. and then kind of fill in the rest. And if you just look at what you're eating and understand that some things are better than others, usually the things with the fewest ingredients of them, when it comes to holiday cooking, is probably better. Mm-hmm. Um, load up on that stuff and realize it's not quite as bad as you think. It's probably more than normal, but the content of it probably isn't that bad. No, oh, yeah. And then we go to the pies and stuff where less useful calories. Correct. But <laughs> calories all the same. Emotional uh, calories. <laughs> they feed the soul, you know? <laughs> um, now with that, I used to be a big, like, preach moderation kind of person. And I still do to an extent, but... As for general guidelines on making it through the holidays, if you're super concerned about it, if you're not that concerned about it, I say stay not that concerned about it. If you are super concerned about it, the best advice I can give you is just eat in a way that aligns with your goals. So if you're a very, very strict person and that that ability to stay on task or stay on schedule or stay with your regimen has made a significant improvement in your life style and your quality of life, then stick with it. Don't be, don't be afraid to govern yourself a little bit on the holiday eating um, because you know how slippery of a slope it can be, so just pay attention. You can still have a little bit of slack in that leash, but if, if, the structure got you to where you are, if the structure got you to where you are, then there's nothing wrong with keeping that structure through the holiday routine, right? On the other end, if you just kind of are flying by the seat of your pants and you're packing on the pounds and you recognize that's an issue... Um, you can be like everyone else and treat the holidays like the last time you'll ever do it, but we know that's probably not the truth. So I would say, uh, govern yourself in that manner and eat in a way that's going to make you not hate yourself the, that night or the next day. And aside from doing that, I mean, it sounds like a moderation talk, but, um, there's people that can go the opposite way of both of those things and be super strict and then fly off the handle for the holidays. And then, like you said, Monday hits and they're right back in their log book at four 30 in the morning right back on track, you know, Yeah, few and far between. But. I think those are the outliers. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I, you know, it's just, um, nutrition, such a slippery slope too. And, uh, you know, I think if you're somebody who, who does moderation and that's, that's your, uh, normal plan that you work off of, then I think the holiday is the time that you just, that's where you, uh, are on the 
bad side of moderation and you just do your thing and then get back on it. You know, you have two, you have two sides of your brain. You have the rational side and the emotional side. And the problem sometimes with holiday stuff is it just makes the slope. It's the catalyst that really gets the ball rolling the wrong way on moderation. And so, uh, kind of what I liken it to is like, it's like my daughter rides horses. And so my daughter would be the rational side of the brain and the horse is the emotional side. And so Mm. with the reins, the rational side can control the emotional side, but at some point, if the emotional side doesn't want to, it'll, the rational side doesn't matter anymore. And that Mm. horse is going to not listen to her and and do what what it wants. And that's the same thing with, with, with us is if you, if you restrict yourself so many times with the rational side, eventually the emotional side is going to burst through. And, and if that's what tumbles you down a slippery slope of, of no return into bad habits, um, you know, that's kind of why I, I kind of preach, like, if you if you just enjoy it, if you're going to, and then move on to it versus let's try and stay strict all the time, all the time, all the time, because eventually emotion breaks through on that. Yeah. And I suppose if you, if you have that much an emotional grat- gratification from staying overly strict, that might be going down the path of um, self-destructive as well, too, mm-hmm. right? Because you're just feeding that right. potential bad habit or that inevitable collapse. That's a good analogy. And I know that um, I brought that up a lot with marketing stuff, too, because you have the those same two halves, and then there's two types of persuasion, basically, that fall into that. There's, the, like, the central persuasion or the peripheral and the central is Mm -hmm. facts and figures and rational and then peripheral is the homeless dog uh uh, commercials at 2 a.m you know (laughs) and uh there's a reason that they don't just flash a bar graph up there of how many dogs are starving right because that's not going to make anybody (laughs) give 35 cents (laughs) yeah but yeah if you do that you're more apt to get people to shed a tear and, Mm -hmm. and donate some money so um yeah understanding those two halves and how they are appealed to and how powerful they are is a major component of um, pretty much every success. That mm-hmm. and understanding the benefit of delayed gratification. It's a bummer. But mm-hmm. um, all right. So in holiday eating episode, talked about the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> talked about <laughs> riding horses. Riding horses. <laughs> talked about. Uh, Apparently I have a daughter now. <laughs> she rides horses. <laughs> yeah. A little bit of humble bragging there. Not a big deal. <laughs> Uh, drive your Corvette to go drop off your daughter yeah. and ride horse, <laughs> horse lessons. Greedy fireman. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, anything else? I mean, don't ask me for nutrition advice when we're at the Thanksgiving party either. It's yeah. I'd be like, are you going to eat that? <laughs> sit there and shovel stuff down with two hands. <laughs> whatever, uh, whatever I like is the thing I'll suggest you don't yep. eat out yep. of your own. <laughs> yeah, these are terrible. <laughs> yeah. Don't eat those. It, it goes against your body composition goals and right towards mine. All right. How do you want people to get in touch with you now? Taking it in touch with me at hanson.kurt at gmail.com. Awesome. <laughs> or Kurt underscore Hanson on Instagram. Cool. Uh, Forshiftfit at gmail.com or Forshiftfitness on social media. Um, probably have one of these. Right now, I'm not on the road, obviously, but we're going on vacation. So this one's going to be while we're on vacation, and maybe we'll do one. I'll do one with Katie while we're on vacation. If not, maybe we'll have a week off. We'll see what happens. But uh as always drop a line if you have anything you want to hear from me and kurt or me and katie or me and whoever and uh or without me that's fine too and uh we'll talk to you guys soon be a force shifter